Welcome to Minerva's Creative Conversations, a podcast show where I dig deeper into the personal journeys to professional careers of influential women and minorities and how their stories can inspire others to achieve success. I'm your host, Minerva Salas, and today my special guest is Chef Sasha Raj, proprietor of 24 Carrots, a vegan restaurant in Tempe, Arizona, and she is a hands-on community leader. Sasha, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, Sasha, what inspired you to open your own vegan and gluten-free restaurant? Honestly, I think it's a lot about, uh, at least for myself, we started out as a vegetarian juice bar um, 12 years ago. And when I actually, we wanted to offer juice cleanses and I decided I was going to try it before I offered it. And uh, it worked kind of like an elimination diet for me. And when I started adding allergens back into my diet, when I got to dairy, I realized how lactose intolerant I was and excruciatingly so. And so overnight, 24 carats became vegan, as did I. And that was nearly, I would say, 10 plus years ago. And we never looked back. And most recently, we've developed more and more gluten-free recipes. We're about 95% gluten-free, much in the same way some of our customers started asking us for it when we recognized that we could do it at a quality that was almost indistinguishable from a traditional piece of cake or bread. Um, Why not, right? Why not show the world what's capable and possible? So fast forward 12 years, here we are, um, graduated from being a tiny juice bar with five juices and five smoothies to a full service restaurant with uh, over 60 items on our menu, all made from scratch. Congratulations, that is amazing. Thank you, thank you. The restaurant business running your family? Oh no, I think I'm the I'm the only one in my family in this particular industry. Um, although since I started it, I have a lot of nephews and nieces that are now enchanted with the idea. And so perhaps, perhaps I may be the first, but soon I may not be the only one, which is really exciting. So most of my family members um, were first generation immigrants to the United States. And a lot of them follow the track of science based doctor, lawyer, engineer, and, um, <laughs> I guess somewhere <laughs> along the way, I, I just preferred to swim against the current and, and here we are. So a pioneer. <laughs> well, in a way, at least within my family, I would say. Okay. Okay. Where did you study to become a chef? I didn't actually. I went oh. to school. Um, yeah, my degree is in biochemistry. I uh, had worked three jobs while going to school. Um, and one of those jobs happened to be at a juice bar. I recognized how much I really loved it. And then I recognized how much I could offer by getting into this field when uh, one of our customers had come in and asked me, we were inside of a gym, so you get to know your customers really well. They, yes, yes. You, know, they're, you see them working out, all of their goals, things like that. So they had approached this juice bar I was working in, and she asked me if the strawberries were real. And I told her, oh, no, they have sugar added to them. And I directed her to a peanut butter, 
you know, banana situation that didn't have added sugars. And after that interaction, my manager took me aside and said, she didn't ask you if they were processed. She asked you if they were real and you should have said yes. And I recognize that there is an inherent, how do I say, inherent amount of trust within the industry that I'm in. Um, you don't necessarily, and I say this often, you don't necessarily, we don't live in a trusting world. We don't leave our door unlocked. We don't give our keys to someone we don't know. We don't uh, pick up a bottle of water that was sitting on a table and drink it. That's very true. Order from somebody we've never met before. Someone makes our food and we can't watch them. And then when it comes out, we put it into our bodies. So I think 24 carats, um, the real education I got was listening to my community and recognizing the standard that they wanted and then rising to that equation. So, And based on the feedback that you received from the community, is that why you selected vegan cuisine? Um, not really based on the feedback. Part of it is that I really believe that um, in a holistic, intentional life, which means that I wanted to align my personal principles along with my professional principles. And for that, you know, it's a little layered for myself. It started out with just a medical need when I recognized that if I don't if I can't digest dairy, so many other people can't either. And I was raised vegetarian, so the changeover for me to become vegan was not too difficult. Um, it was just removing dairy from my diet. But one of the things um, I realized is there are a lot of members of my community that appreciated it. When 24 Carats first started, we were very much a little veggie oasis in a carne asada world. And it was challenging <laughs> to convince people that, you know, they didn't necessarily need a meal um, that had meat in it. So our approach was to not brand ourselves as vegan, but, but strive to attain that standard of deliciousness that people would crave our cuisine no matter what. And then we wholeheartedly invested in being vegan when I realized that from a matter of principle, I don't want to make a dollar on the suffering of any other person's back. And that includes animal brethren. So the idea that we can live a compassionate life, lead a compassionate profession, and still be able to support the community around us is really rewarding. And that has cemented in my mind and in my heart that this vegan restaurant is my calling and my path. That sounds amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. And now what sort of mentorship, if any, helped you launch your restaurant business? So that is difficult because mm. I didn't have any friends or know anybody oh who was in the restaurant industry when I first started. Um, so it was really challenging in the beginning to, to know what to do and where to go. Uh, luckily, though, Phoenix has an incredible, incredibly tight-knit restaurant community that includes PR professionals and marketers. And I remember joining a couple of Twitter chats and recognizing that I could learn a lot from the people who are around me. And they have since become very close friends of mine. Um, but 24 Carats Evolution relied on these wonderful relationships that we've developed within the restaurant community. So 
our, um, do I have heroes here? Absolutely. Um, and over the last 12 years, I think we've really developed some solid relationships that give me an opportunity to learn and communicate my needs and get, you know, incredibly apt and appropriate feedback where I would have stumbled and made a million mistakes to get to the same answer before. But when we first started, I think the hallmark of my day was whether I made one mistake or I made 20. You know, I was, I was thrilled if I'd only made one because there weren't very many people for me to ask and say, you know, I just didn't know. I didn't know that many people in the beginning. So all of my friends were engineers and they weren't so helpful when it came to recipe design. So you learned from trial and error. A lot of trial and a lot of error. Wow. Now, are you originally from Arizona? No, actually, I was born in India, oh. in a tiny city um, in South India called Belor. And oh. my father is a scientist. And so he um, hobnobbed around the globe as a World Health Fellow. And that's what brought myself and my family to the United States when I was very small. So I am a proud naturalized citizen of this country and a first generation um, immigrant. Interesting. So did you grow up in the state of Arizona? I actually grew up a little bit everywhere. We moved oh, first to San Francisco. Oh, that's then, nice. Yes, back to India, um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I spent a large part of my youth in Lexington, Kentucky. And then I moved to Phoenix after that. So for college and the world beyond. But I would say if I had if I had to say that I grew up in a particular place, it would probably be Lexington. Um, mm. It's interesting because people always ask me why I don't have an accent. And usually, at least after a glass of wine or two, then it's more obvious <laughs> that I'm from Lexington. But uh, I guess you could say that I've had the privilege of a um, global education and a global childhood. So. You're open-minded and very cultured. That is a very kind way of putting it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, now, you are very involved within the community. Uh, can you elaborate on how your business helps the local community? So there are several things we were doing before the COVID crisis. Um, earliest was that I actually, um, on a yearly basis, uh, we try our very best to say yes as many times as we can mm. to local asks. So whether that is supporting another small business, whether it is supporting an initiative, um, policy, whatnot. So we've always been this way for the last 12 years, but in the last couple of years, there's been a few formative changes, a formative, you know, um, like I guess you could say, instances in my life and in the life of 24 carats that has propelled us forward. So one of them is that my, um, my best friend is Muslim. And for the last 20 years that we've known each other, I have fasted with her for Ramadan. And about two, three years ago, two years ago, when we were fasting, so Ramadan is a sun up to sundown fast without water or uh, any meals. And I used to do it just to get close, like it was a bonding experience between the two of us. And then once I 
started 24 Carats, it became more of a um, awareness. So I found it really valuable for anyone in my profession, especially for myself that was surrounded by such beautiful ingredients all the time to remember and recognize what it felt like to be hungry. Mm. And a 30 day fast where, you know, in 110 degree heat, you can't drink water is an incredibly humbling experience. So after years of doing this and, you know, and just committing myself to that process, about two years ago, my best friend, her daughter goes to school here and um, her daughter's school was having a fundraiser to uh, cover some of the over overcharge, ex, you know, expenses that some children had developed on their meal cards. Mm -hmm. And so I recognized like when I was doing a little bit of research that in some schools, that process means that when they find out that a child doesn't have enough money on their meal card, the meal that the child has chosen has to be replaced with one that the school can afford to give away for free, which is usually a far less nutritive and um, it just looks different, less nutritive value. And it's usually like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a cup of milk or something like that. And that process can be really humiliating for a child, especially, you know, of a very young age, it can cement in their minds um, that that's what they deserve. So I took to Instagram and I wrote this <laughs> giant post and I said, if there was anybody in my community that was in need of a meal, let me know. And I'm happy to come in, do this myself, put in the work. Nobody else needs to know. I will mm -hmm. make a lunch for your child every day. And we had a few people take us up on it, but we were entering summer and a school called and said, would you mind helping us with our after school program, with a nutrition program? And I said, sure. So I went in and I, you know, I started and then they asked me if I would do it for the rest of the year. And I feel like when you make the offer to help, it's socially irresponsible after you make the offer to then decide how much help you actually want to give. So I made up the mind to say yes to whatever it was that was coming. And that program was beautiful. We got to teach the children a lot about plant-based meals. There was a lot of wonderful conversation and it came to a grinding halt when I tore my ACL, which oh, was wow. really unfortunate. Yes. And I couldn't uh, find a school liaison, a school administrator liaison to work with me on that program. So fast forward a year after I've healed this past Ramadan, which was uh, April 24th to May 24th, mm -hmm. we revitalized this program. And what we did was we, 24 Carats partnered, 24 Carats is a for-profit uh, restaurant. We partnered with a nonprofit partner to be able to fundraise um, the, needed, uh, the needed monies for various materials so that we could then provide meals for nonprofits who were serving the community who now needed to provide meals but didn't have the infrastructure to do so. And this is just one of the ways that we support our community. So I would say that the real, you know, I can't, I can't really quite put my finger on when we, when this became important to us. Um, I think it always has been. It's just been a matter of whether or not we had the means. Um, I remember when it became inspirational to us. Uh, you were asking about local heroes. One of my 
I never miss the opportunity to gush about her, but her name is Charlene Badman, and she is the chef owner of F&B Restaurant in Scottsdale. And she runs a chef coalition called the Blue Watermelon Project, of which I am a part of. And when she recognized what I was trying to do, she invited me to participate and become a part of this program such that I could really learn from it. And over the course of the year, um, it's given me the understanding that for anything to have longevity, any initiative that we do for the community to have longevity, there must be organizational support around it to make Correct. sure that it is, not, it is not dependent on my effort alone or my abilities alone. So the community needs to support the community. And now 24 Carats is a conduit for that to happen. So our reach is quite wide now. Um, we are currently supporting three shelters, uh, two hospitals, they're overnight teams with meals. We mentor, um, we do nutrition counseling, we uh, advocate for better child nutrition in Arizona, better school meals. We participate as much as we can in supporting all of these with actual action, not just words. Mm -hmm. And then we also look to galvanize our restaurant community to just show them that, you know, in the 16 hour days that we all have, that they also have a voice and give them, yes. uh, give them a way to be able to project their voice and ask for the things that their community needs and become the community advocates, you know, that we all strive to be, so. Sounds amazing, incredible, um, an incredible initiative. Um, you had mentioned also about partnering with a local nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. What's the name of that organization? And they're called the Wish Foundation and their website is wishfoundationaz.org. Okay. Uh, you can donate there and um, earmark it for the Carrot Cares program. 100% of funds go back into our community. So I don't take an income at all. And the organization that we're working with, they're volunteer based. So it's not like, you know, 80% of every dollar goes with very minimal overhead, uh, maybe like 0.5% or 0.25%. It goes back into our community. And that's, that's our goal is just to make sure that we take the trust and the one, I mean, our community chooses us every day. They have a million restaurants that they could go to. And how do they keep coming to this one tiny vegan, gluten-free niche restaurant run by a woman who's never gone to a culinary school, right? They chose us and they choose us every day. And so we just want the opportunity to show them that no matter how tough it is right now, mm -hmm. no matter how difficult it is for our profession, difficult it is for our personal lives, that anytime they give us the opportunity, we will choose them as well. What is next for Sasha Raj? Oh goodness. <laughs> um, you mean tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, next week, the following year. <laughs> I, I really hope to learn from our current collaboration with the Wish Foundation okay. to develop um, our own nonprofit arm for 24 Carats yes. and then grow that nonprofit arm with our own, you know, understanding and be able to learn from it 
to then create a foundation to teach other organizations, other businesses, the value of nonprofit, for-profit alliances, how much more we can do for the community, how much better it is that we support one another. And this came from very simple and humble, you know, um, roots. 24 Carats has always put our community first. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I don't actually take an income from 24 Carats. I haven't for the last 12 years. And so when you really wow. look at someone, yeah, when you look at someone in the beginning, it was because, you know, no business could afford to, but my husband thankfully graduated and got a job and we are very humble and simple people. We're happy with a little and we feel like a little's a lot. And so I recognize that if, I'm happy with what I have. I don't need to take more out of the pot. And instead I can use what, what we earn at 24 Carats to be able to give my team more, to be able to give my community more, and to be able to give our vendors and our fellow businesses more of a chance. And so for a person like myself who has gotten up every, every day for the last 12 years, worked anywhere from 60 to 100 hour weeks, um, I haven't taken a vacation in four and a half years and I took two and a half weeks off with extensive knee surgery. I was back at work with in a wheelchair within two weeks for someone like myself. What's the remuneration that I'm looking for? I want to, I want to make sure that every day matters. Every day has to do something. You know, the, the measure of whether or not I have succeeded in a day is whether my actions have just benefited myself or whether my actions have benefited the community around me. So what's next for me is to take that, take that, I guess, standard for myself that I've now held and see how it can reach more people. What more can we do? How can we give this idea better roots such that it's a stronger foundation for everybody to grow on? And that's going to have a lot of learning on my part and a lot yes. of doing, but that's the goal. So it's a little, I guess it's a little vague, but it's very, um, it's very exciting to know that what you're stepping forward with into that great big abyss is good intention. So it sounds like a great goal. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to have this conversation again every couple of months and just yes. make sure that I'm on track. So. <laughs> Um, you so much experience. You've been in, you know, in business for twelve years. What advice would you give to other minority women who may be looking to enter the restaurant business? I would say one, do mm -hmm. it. Okay. Two, um, I think that it's really important to find your voice and your perspective. And then hold fast to that. Recognize what your principles are and what it is that you want to offer the world, right? Whether it's a particular style of cuisine or you have an um, interesting business model that people haven't seen or whatnot. You know, just solidifying your heart and your mind why it is what your purpose is, right? I tell a lot of people that um, work is love made visible. It's a quote from a Khalil Gibran uh, book called The Prophet. And I absolutely tr think that's true for anybody. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to dedicate 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours 
to a profession, you have to love it. And you have to remember that not all parts of it are going to be loving. You know, there's a lot of monotony mm -hmm. in, um, in becoming good at something. So to have patience to do that as well. The next is to advocate for yourself and to, in doing so, advocate for your community. Um, and finally, the people that you bring along with you, your team members, your vendors, they are also your community. You also have a responsibility for them. And I would say that it's really important for anyone to build those kinds of alliances, but especially as a minority woman, uh, it is incredible the support system that you can receive when you reach out and just make it available that you need a support system, you know? So I would recommend that anybody do that, especially because if you're moving into a field, much like I did, where I had nobody in my life who naturally knew about this, it's important to create a, that, you know, that social uh, support structure around you. So if you let me, I would have like 200 things to say to my younger self if I were to be able to start this again. But yeah, have a vision, do the work, bring people along, share your success, yes. and share your platform any chance you get. So. Yes, very good advice. Um, I want to say that Sasha's restaurant is called 24 Carrots. And it is located in Tempe, Arizona. So, Sancha, thank you so much for your time and for telling us about your story and for wonderful advice for women to start their own businesses and to also reach out to their community for support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to give small businesses like myself a platform and a voice from which to speak out from. It's so important, especially now. And I can't thank you enough for choosing us to be able to have this conversation. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Well, I am Minerva Salas, and I will see you next time.